she's like, is the second round too oh, early to take uh, Josh Allen? And I was like, yeah, it is. Comes back to me in the third round. I'm taking Josh Allen. And she got so mad. So she was the last pick of the second. You were the first pick of the third. You told her, don't take Josh Allen. And then you took him in the next pick. No, that's absolutely not. Keeping the dribble alive, going to bank. Fink on the roll. They're going to break contain. Ellis wrapping around. Fink able to strip the first man. Ellis gets around him. Fink looking in zone. Ellis catching welcome everybody to the fantasy giant podcast i am your host the biggest joe you know or if you're at the legacy draft the drunkest guy in the room sitting alongside me is el scorcho how you doing today bud i i think i have worked off my draft hangover but it looks like uh, you're not quite there yet getting close though no not really It's not that the hangover from the alcohol was gone because, gosh, we were drunk at five o'clock. On well, yeah, Saturday, but that so was not the hangover that, I was talking no, about. No, every time I look at my roster, I, it still hurts. I, I still don't have a tight end. I finally picked up a quarterback, and uh, oh, you're not going to like what I did today, then. Oh boy! All right, we'll get to that in just a minute. Like we said, the Legacy League draft is in the book. All, all my drafts are almost done. We're recording on a Friday. Um, I have one more this weekend, and I got one uh, Tuesday next week. How about you? Uh, I am actually all done with the drafts. Nice. Nice. So, yeah, I got my IDP draft this weekend, and then I'm drafting for my boss uh, in a league that is very oddly set up, and I can't wait to go in there and tell them how bad it is. Uh, Why don't you just go in there and just wreck it, man? I, I think I'm going to. Yeah. So one quick thing about this league, and then we'll get on with the show. They snake the first two rounds. Okay. And then after that, no more snake. And they were arguing that that's more fair than continuing to snake. Well, wait, wait, wait. So when you say no more snake, they just start, like, it's uh, not random. So I have the first pick in the draft. Right. I'll pick first in the first round. Last in last the Last in the second round. First in the third. First in the fourth. Oh, yeah, that's not first, fair. And they don't understand that that's not fair. No. Their argument is you pick eight picks apart every time, of course it's fair. No. I said add it up. Not not the add tenth up or the, the twelfth person in the league. Yeah. They are they are screwed, man. Exactly. If you're the eighth team, it's only an eight team league, yeah, but still so if, if you're, you're the, the eighth team, yeah, you're in trouble. There's a big disadvantage between one and eight. Oh yeah. I mean, and I have the first pick, so I'm not gonna complain about it much <laughs> anymore. But I told him like you are completely wrong. This is one of the weirdest arguments I ever could have imagined in fantasy football. Wow. Yeah. I do not understand that. Oh, we've been doing this for a long time longer than you've been alive. Okay, you've been doing it wrong for a long time too then. Well, uh, excuse me, we, we started this in eighth grade. Sixth grade, ninety nine. Si- in sixth grade. We we did it. We went and ate Subway, and then went to Limburg. That's and drafted. right. At an elementary school. I was so I was trying so hard to be like my big cousin Tom. I even like went to his elementary school to do the draft. So we were like two blocks away from his house. He had a fantasy league, and that's where I copied this off. And from. we all rode our bikes there. Absolutely. And I almost got stuck with John Kitna as my starting quarterback. Oh, John Kitna, that'd been great. It was a young John Kitna. Yeah, and the Cincinnati Bengals then. Yeah, buddy. All right, let's keep moving along. Uh, NFL news: the NFL cuts were uh this past week and just happened what last year maybe the year before they changed the rules so now all the cuts happen at like one day there's just massive cuts yeah a couple big names uh to note trey sermon running back from the niners is now on the eagles Laviska chenault got traded uh from the jags to the panthers jalen rager got traded from the eagles to minnesota 
And that's so funny. I hope you've seen the viral clip. Minnesota Vikings draft room celebrating when the Eagles took Jalen Rager ahead of them so they could draft Justin Jefferson. <laughs> and now they have both. <laughs> uh, Sony Michelle, he got cut in Miami and signed with the Chargers. Kenyon Drake got cut by the Raiders and signed with the Ravens. And Martinez, linebacker out of the Giants, he got cut. That's a big name. I don't know, not fantasy relevant, but that was a surprise for uh, such a good linebacker to get cut like that. That's the main news, main cuts right now around the league. So let's jump in to our quick three. Three. You have a terrible theory. Two. You've seen the studies. One. You're a terrible reporter. Three. It's not difficult to do your research. You can't even read. One. Did you like it, though? Double Tweet number one comes from Adam Koffler, who says Alan Lazard, the quote-unquote wide receiver one in Green Bay, has a lower receptions prop than Noah Fant, 56.5 to 57.5 on the DraftKings Sportsbook. Everyone thinks Lazard's the the wide receiver one to have in Green Bay, but he's projected to get less than 60 receptions. That, that makes no sense at all, unless he's already injured or something like that. So you're going to go hammer the over? Yeah, hell yeah. All right, get that DraftKings uh, sports app open. I mean, unless uh, no offense, way high. I mean, still, 57 catches, that's nothing. Yeah. It goes to show you, you should use Vegas to help your fantasy skills. Ah. When you see a high over-under on a game on a Sunday, you probably want to start a player in that game. That's right. Or avoid the defense, at least. <laughs> Definitely avoid the defense. All right, tweet number two comes from my sports update. Ari says, the Raiders' first round picks from 2019 through 2021. Here we go. Oh, my gosh. Jonathan Abram, fifth year declined. Josh Jacobs, fifth year declined. Clellan Farrell, fifth year declined. Those were all first round picks in 2019. 2020, Damon Arnett, cut. Henry Ruggs, cut. Both first round picks in 2020. 2021, Alex Leatherwood, cut. Six first-round picks the last three years. Wow. All of them either cut or in their last year of the the deal, I believe, because Josh Jacobs, this will be his last year there. Not great drafting from uh, Mike Mayock or John Gruden, whoever you want to blame. terrible drafting. Those are all first-rounders that just are either not with the team or uh, the team basically doesn't want anymore. Yeah, or not with public for one of them. uh, Yeah, that's true. Not a part of society anymore. Ugh. All right, and tweet number three comes from Detroit on Lions, and this is pretty pathetic. Only one of the Lions' cut players has landed on another team's 53-man roster or practice squad, and that's kicker Riley Patterson. Why is that pathetic? Only one player that's not good enough to play on the Lions is good enough to play anywhere else. That sounds to me like they cut the right guys. Yeah, and our talent is so bad, nobody no, wants there, anybody there else. There could just be a line there, and they, they know right where that line is. Yeah. <laughs> <You keep laughs> Am I giving them too much credit? You keep drinking that Kool-Aid El Scorcho. Ah, that's Gatorade. Oh, well, we'll see when we give our Lions win total here in a minute, and uh, we'll know why yours is probably higher than mine now. All right, the league kicks off well, this Thursday, September 8th. We have the Bills at the Los Angeles Rams. Stafford's ring ceremony, something we all expected it the minute he left. Ugh. But right before the season kicks off, it sounds like a perfect time for us to do some season-long predictions. Ooh, yeah. Starting off with our season predictions, let's do 
surprise quarterback. What quarterback is going to surprise teams and do well or do terrible, I guess, uh, this year in fantasy football? You can go first. I don't know how big of a surprise this is, but given where he's being drafted, I, I think this would be a surprise. Um, I believe Lamar Jackson will be a top three quarterback at the end of the year, um, if not the top quarterback. Right now, he is well outside the top five quarterbacks being drafted. Um, and I, I just see him having a very big year. It's a contract year for him. He knows they had a down year last year. He's getting both of his starting running backs back at a certain point this year. They're both not back yet, but we know they're on the mend and they will be back this season. So my pick is Lamar Jackson as a surprise quarterback for this year. Yeah, I'm not sure how much of a surprise that is, but that's definitely someone who I think is going to have an awesome year. Uh, I was thinking about that this morning. That's one player that I was surprised I don't have any shares of. So, yeah, me too. And one of these drafts I have left this year, you best believe I'll be leaving with Lamar Jackson because, uh, yeah, like you said, he's due for a contract. He wants a big one. I think he's going to have a huge year and earn that payday. My surprise quarterback, Matt Ryan oh. of the Colts. He's on a new team. They got an amazing defense, maybe the number one defense in the league. Young weapons all around him. Obviously an amazing running back behind him. Good running game to get things going. He's had some rough years the last couple of years. I think he's going to be rejuvenated in Indy, playing in meaningful games. And he's not going to be asked to do too much. He doesn't have to go out and win it himself. Just be a game manager, hand off to Jonathan Taylor, throw a couple dump-offs to Paris Campbell, let them do some work. Uh, I think Matt Ryan's going to have a good year. I like it. All right, next is surprise running back, and I'll start this one. And at this point, if you're a part of fantasy football Twitter, I'm not sure there's a surprise anymore. It might be too obvious. Damian Pierce, Houston Texans running back. He's the starter. Marlon Mack got cut. Probably should have put that in the uh, news earlier in the show. So he's going to have the bulk of the work. Rookie running back. I mean, when you have when you got a rookie getting all the carries, he's going to be he's going to produce in fantasy just because of volume alone. Yes, and he's very talented at that. So I think Pierce is going to be a nice surprise for teams. And his ADP has has risen. Oh, it's skyrocketed four or five rounds the last two weeks. Yeah, he he might be going too high now, given that he plays on Houston, and they'll probably be behind most of the time. Yeah, he's going in like the sixth round, I believe now. Uh, he wasn't like the eleventh two weeks ago. Yeah, I love the eleventh, the sixth. Uh, I'm yeah, not I'm so not sure, sure I'm on board with. All right, but who's your surprise running back? So my surprise running back, I actually changed it. Um, so it was Kenny Gainwell. Um, but since the uh, extra signing over there and Miles. Sanders being questionable. Um, I've actually changed it. Uh, I've gone with Henderson, the running back in LA for the Rams. There's supposed to be a timeshare this year with him and Cam Akers. We know Cam Akers cannot stay healthy. Assuming that Henderson can stay healthy and he gets the goal line carries, which he should, um, I think he's actually going to have a real breakout type of season uh, for where he's being drafted. Much later in the draft, much cheaper than Cam Akers. Yeah, I do agree with that, um, and we'll learn more about that in a little bit later when we talk about biggest flops this year. Uh-oh. All right, moving on, surprise or breakout wide receivers, and I'm going with Hollywood for the Arizona Cardinals. He got traded this offseason from Baltimore to Arizona where he teams up with his former college quarterback, Kyler Murray. We know Hopkins is out the first six weeks. He already has that chemistry with Murray. I think he's going to take a big step and move into wide receiver one status this year in fantasy football. Yeah, so my breakout wide receiver this year is going to be DJ Moore. Um, everybody knows he's talented, and everybody knows he has not had a good quarterback to play with his whole career. I'm not saying Baker is amazing, uh, but it's certainly an upgrade from what he's had to deal with. And I think you will see an upgrade in his catchable balls, and uh, therefore in fantasy points. 
No wonder you tried to trade for DJ Moore for me in the Coast to Coast League. Yeah, you know, I, I got to watch what I say on this show. Uh, you know, there, there's vultures out there. I learned that the hard way at the draft this year. Really gave away all my secrets, and everyone knew who to bid me up on. Yeah, they did, too. Oh, yeah, that was fun. I love it, guys. Good time. You're the best. All right, surprise tight end this year. I got bid up on this guy. Let him walk. Cole Komet. Not a lot of options in Chicago. Justin Fields is going to be out of, under a lot of pressure. He's got to get that ball out quick. Not going to have time to throw it downfield all the time. Cole Komet, get it done. Take that next step and be a, a viable starting tight end week in and week out. Yeah, my surprise tight end for this year is Njoku in Cleveland. Uh, he just signed a large contract. He's basically in the prime of his career if you look at his age. Um, he He's positioned to do very well this season, and you can get him very late in drafts. Um, he, he can he could take to the house every time he gets the ball. I mean, he, he is that type of tight end. Uh, so if you're stuck late in the draft, uh, just looking for somebody to put in at tight end, go with Njoku. It's not a bad pick. Yeah, and he's basically free in drafts. A couple of leagues I'm in, I don't think he got drafted. He's a free agent in the Legacy League. Not that's for anymore. Sure. So, oh, you picked him up today? Oh, oh, yeah. There you go. That was one of the guys I was like, okay, well, I want one of these three tight ends. Njoku uh, definitely Well, I probably one picked up one of your other ones, too. Oh, my I, gosh. I'm rolling double tight. I'll have to take a look here soon. <laughs> Damn. All right, biggest handcuffs this year. I'm uh, – Switching things up just a little bit. When you say handcuff, people think running back, but I'm going to say it's Tyler Boyd, wide receiver on the Bengals. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, both drafted in the top 15, obviously Chase in the top three wide receivers this year. If either one of them somehow goes down, Tyler Boyd has a chance to explode with targets. And even if neither of them go down, I think he's a flex play week in and week out. So if you're going to carry a handcuff, he might be the one to carry. Well, while you went to uh, think outside the box, I definitely stayed in the box, maybe in the middle of the box, because my handcuff of the year is the fantasy handcuff for the last three, four, five years, Alexander Madison. Um, you know Dalvin Cook's going to go down with some sort of injury at least for two or three games every year, um, which is why he's almost always rostered at the beginning of the season on a team, if not by the owner who has Dalvin Cook. Um, so, I mean, it's kind of a classic play. Um, but, you know, it's worked out for myself and many other fantasy owners in the past. So my handcuff of the year is Alexander Madison. All right, biggest flop this year. You kind of mentioned it earlier, and uh, I guess I'm kind of piggybacking off it. My biggest flop, Cam Akers. You said Henderson's got a chance to be a surprise breakout running back because you thought Akers might not make it this year, and I'm on that same page. Something's wrong. He's not 100%. He has great talent behind him. Great talent all around him. So even when he's on the field, there's no guarantee he's going to get the ball. This team's going to pass more. Allen Robinson's there now. He's going to have a huge year. So Cam Akers, I think where he's going in drafts, you got to invest in him. I'm passing. I have no shares, and I'm happy with that. All right. So now my biggest flop, you, you need to take this with a grain of salt because you have to realize that this is one of the top fantasy running backs that I'm talking about here. It, it's Derrick Henry. He was injured last year. He's getting older. Power running backs who get old and injured do not age well. They fall off a cliff in terms of fantasy production. I'm not saying that's going to happen this year, but I think we're going over the edge. And that's why I have no shares of Derrick Henry in any league that I'm in. I'm just, I'm very worried about it. And in the offense that he is in, he is the player that makes it go. There, there's no stud wide receiver there anymore to help, you know, pull safeties back and bail them out. You know, that's it. They're going to stack the box. They're, they're going to bring that safety down. I I am very worried for him this year. I know a lot of people don't share that sentiment, 
but I I would definitely be on the lookout for that this year. You disgust me. Hey, I'm sorry, bud. Two reasons. One, you said the same things about Adrian Peterson, and that guy was still playing last year. He was terrible. Yeah, but when you gave up on Adrian Peterson in 2009, he had at least five more productive years. When I gave up on him, he had a torn ACL, and at that point in the history of the world, no professional running back had come back from a torn ACL before. And he did. Yeah, he was the first ever. Yeah. That's what we call an outlier. Excuse me. Yeah, and since then it's changed. Injuries, they get over injuries. He played last year. Second of all, do you see how much he got paid this year? They just reworked his contract, gave him a raise, and they have his contract still ending next year. They basically told him, look, King, you're going to get the ball 25 times a game this year. We're going to run you into the ground, and then we're going to send you off into the sunset. I I don't want him, man. He ain't going to flop this year. Next year, I'd get rid of him if you could for next year. Yeah. All right, this year, they're going to run that king, ride that horse as far as they can. because, like, So did you hear that? In Dynasty Leagues, the owner of Derrick Henry is going to try and trade him. So watch out. No, I want to win a championship (laughs) this year. I'm going to win the championship, and then I'll take Derrick Henry and ride off into the sunset, let him retire let him retire a part of the fantasy giant because I basically got him for free. Yeah, you did. I mean, Julio Jones for CeeDee Lamb and Derrick Henry. If hey. Henry never took another snap, I'd still win that trade. Won me a championship. Yeah, well, now it's going to win me one too. Hey, everybody wins. And now time for the fantasy MVP who we think is going to be the most valuable player in fantasy football this year. Go on ahead, Greg. So my fantasy MVP for the year is Najee Harris. Um, he's in an offense with, either A, a young quarterback, or B, a not supremely talented quarterback in Mitch Trubisky um, with very good wide receivers. They handed him the ball a ton last year, and they're going to do it even more this year. They need to take pressure off that those quarterbacks, whichever one is starting, and I think his volume is going to increase even more this year. I would be surprised if he is not a top three back at the end of this season. I actually considered him for my biggest flop. Really? And I'll tell you why. Uh, When I was picking my biggest flop, the first thing I did is I went to the Bad Juju roster and said, let's be honest, somebody on this team is going to screw Greg McClucky over. Oh, no. And that's how I settled on Cam Akers because (laughs) I was like, ah, Najee or Cam? Okay, it's going to be Cam. But, no, I, I... I just think Najee Harris had an amazing year last year. It's going to be tough to top that, and that offense is going to rely on him, so it'll be interesting, but uh, he's definitely going to have opportunities. My fantasy MVP, uh, he's been for some rough years the last couple of years, but he started off his career real hot, and that's Saquon Barkley. He's healthy again for the Giants. They suck. They need him. Their quarterback's terrible. Their wide receivers don't care, yeah. or they're hurt. If he can stay healthy, look out. He's at great value. You probably got him in the second round of your leagues. He's got a chance to be the RB1, in my opinion. If he stays healthy, he's going to do that and win people some leagues. I like that. Good pick. Yeah, not, not except you. He's not going to win for you. <laughs> All right, now let's move away from fantasy over to the real football, and let's give our prediction on Lions wins this year. And uh, after reading that tweet earlier, you kind of know that I'm down on them. I'm going with five. They play hard for MCDC. You can't argue with that. It doesn't mean they play well for him. I mean, Hard Knocks has been entertaining. Dan Campbell's a walking soundbite. Oh, yeah. But there's not a lot of talent on that team, and I do not think they're going to stop many offenses in the NFL. So they're they're getting better, right? I, I mean, they're, they're scrappy. We saw it at the end of the season. I, I was really amazed at the end of the season last year how hard they were playing when they had absolutely nothing to play for 
Um, and, and quite honestly, teams mail it in. I mean, and it's not just Lions. I mean, when teams are not anywhere near the playoffs and it's the end of the season, you just don't want to get hurt, and you want to get a nice contract for next year if it's a contract year. But they kept playing hard, all of them, every single one. And that's why I think they're going to get to seven wins this year. Um, they, they had a lot of close games last year that they lost, and they didn't lose to absolutely terrible teams in those close games. They, they were decent teams. Uh, which is why I have them pegged at seven wins this year. I think the Lions over under this year is six and a half, and we're right there over under. So what's our bet? You you got over, I got under. Yeah. What's the bet? I don't know. Loser takes winner to a game next season. Oh, that's not a bad one. Preseason game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna I'm, if I lose, I'm gonna take you to an affordable one. Yeah, that's right. Sure. Exactly. <laughs> and now time for our Super Bowl prediction, and I'm going with the goat. Tom Brady, he might have trouble at home, so that means he'll be sleeping at the practice facility. That means bad news for the rest of the league. I think Tampa Bay is going to get it done. He's not here to lose. And I'm taking him over the Bolts. Bucks over Bolts. The Chargers, they've added some talent on the defense. Herbert takes that next step. Plenty of weapons around him. Austin Eckler ain't getting any younger. they got to get it done now if they're going to make that run. Yeah, that defense is much improved. Much improved. I have them in uh, Dynasty, actually. So I believe that the first game of the year is also going to be the last game of the year. That would be cool. And it's going to be the Rams versus the Bills. With the Bills actually winning, Buffalo might just tear itself apart. Um, but I, I really feel like it's their year. That offense has been amazing the last two years. I don't see any reason it slows down this year. The defense is very solid, especially when the offense is always scoring tons of points. And they have the best fans in the NFL. I mean, come on. I can beat that. Yeah, they absolutely have the best fans. Their fans are so different from our Lions fans. Yeah. I probably tell this story every year, but those are the two stadiums I've been to the most in the NFL. I've gone to a Lions game and been told, hey, down in front, sit down. I've gone to a Bills game and been told, get the F up. What are you doing sitting down? Two completely different atmospheres. The Bills games are a ton of fun. If they somehow go to the Super Bowl, I will be in Buffalo for that game. No doubt about it. All right, now let's move over to the Legacy League and talk more about the auction draft. Before we get into any recaps or anything about the actual drafting, we got to get in a few thank yous. First, thank you to our awesome auctioneer. Jay Clark did a wonderful job, really kept things moving. He encourages the bidding. He calls people out. He keeps everybody involved. And this was his third year in a row, I believe, being the auctioneer. So yeah. he really has a feel for everyone. He did and, a great uh, job. He did. Uh, helping out with him, uh, my beautiful wife, Samantha, took care of the computer for us. She essentially did the draft board, got all the names and numbers right. So uh, Jeff Carmen stepped in for Jeff Malkowitz, who just celebrated the birth of baby Graham. So welcome to this world, Graham. Sorry, Jeff, you couldn't be at the draft. But Jeff took his place, and did he do better than the other Jeff would have done? He did a really good job. Yeah, we'll <laughs> talk about that here in just a minute. But uh, I don't know, you guys kind of laughed. I, I found a Jeff to replace a Jeff. I tried to make it as easy as possible on everyone. And uh, it worked out definitely in their favor. And uh, obviously, thank you to my mom, who for the 10th year in a row made her buffalo wing dip. Delicious. It was. Did you try it this year? Yeah, it was different. It was. And it was. I think it was better. I liked it. I don't know what she did different, but do it again. So instead of using Frank's hot sauce, she used Frank's buffalo sauce. Oh. So it wasn't quite as hot, and yeah. I told her that's better. I liked it. That's better, especially me when I'm a wimp when it comes to uh, 
Spicy food. <laughs> All right, now let's jump into the draft grades for the Legacy League auction. Uh, well, let's start with the best. The best grade. Who, in your opinion, had the best draft? I think Kedzo had the best draft. I mean, he, he had the best keepers, um, and he went back and he got Jonathan Taylor, too. Um, so here's the rundown of his starting lineup. Justin Herbert, Derek Henry, Justin Jefferson, Dalton Schultz, Jonathan Taylor, Mike Evans, Rashad Penny, and the Saints defense. So other than Rashad Penny, those starters are absolutely stacked. Um, where he may run into problems is the bench, of course. His bench is Hassan Haskins, Julio Jones, DJ Shark, Austin Hooper, and Tyler Boyd. Not a deep team by any means. Definitely starter heavy, but the starters are the ones who score points. So Jonathan Taylor, the surprise throwback, uh, when his uh, nomination came up, that was one of Ben's early nominations. Before Ben could even get the number out of his mouth, I just yelled $100. Yeah. Why are we messing around? This is Jonathan Taylor. When we have a salary of essentially 300 someone spending $100. I think he was maybe not offended, but a little surprised. No, I, I mean, it got bit up from there. Yeah, he ended up spending 110 on him. He had the chance to hold him uh, last year for 83 I believe it was, so about $30 difference. Yep. In his mind, he thinks he would have spent about 30 bucks to keep Herbert, so it's close enough to even that he's not mad about it. I kind of disagree with him. Hey, well, he got the core back. He added Derrick Henry, so like you said, what grade did you give him? I gave him an A-. minus. A-. minus. All right, my best grade is actually higher than that. I gave him an A. Oh. And that's to Kyle. He walked into the draft with uh, – T. Higgins and Deonta Johnson at wide receiver. He added Michael Pittman, Tyler Lockett, and then once he comes back off suspension, DeAndre Hopkins. Running backs, very sneaky, very good. I didn't even realize he got both these guys till long after the draft. McCaffrey, he spent 94 but he snuck Kamara on his team for only 71 bucks. Seems like a steal to me. I think Kyle's got a great team going into this year. He won the championship two years ago, had a down year last year when he wanted to save some money. He wasn't afraid to spend the money this year. He stacked his roster, and I think he's in a good spot going into this year. Yeah, and also he's got J.D. McKissick on his bench. Don't sleep on J.D. With all the running back turmoil and everything going on down there in Washington, he is a solid player. Yeah, absolutely. All right, lowest grades. I gave the lowest grade. To my draft buddy, Dave. I think uh, when it came to the draft auction, the two teams who had the most fun were Dave and not myself. You did. You definitely had the we most had fun. We had a great time, and I think our rosters reflected. Yes, the energy was put into uh, having a great time. It was. It was. And uh, when you look at Dave's roster, outside of Kelsey, there's lots of question marks at his positions. Not as many as mine, but I got to say, this is not the, the buzzsaw teams we're used to. He walked in with Mitchell and Robinson. He added Joe Mixon for seventy bucks, and then Kelsey for seventy, Thielen for twenty-five, Mike Williams for thirty. Trey Lance is his quarterback. He's got his work cut out for him if uh, he wants to be the buzzsaw we know and love. Yeah, the the buzzsaw has got some dull blades. He he's got to hit some steel to sharpen those things up this year. So the uh, the team that I actually would give the lowest grade to would be you, but we're <laughs> going to talk about that later. So the second lowest grade I would give to a team would be I Love Lamb, Mike Lynette. Basically, his team has too many Eagles. He's got Jalen Hurts, he's got Miles Sanders, and he's got Devonta Smith all in the starting lineup. Now, I don't hate the Eagles this year, but I don't think that offense is going to be as great as everybody thinks it will be. It's going to rely quite a bit on Jalen Hurts throwing the ball. And he's just, he's not a great passer yet. I'm sure he will be at some point, but he's not there yet. He's more known for running the ball. And then as far as other players in the starting lineup, he's got Nick Chubb, CeeDee Lamb, TJ Hawkinson, A.J. Dillon, and the Green Bay Packers. 
Uh, his bench is a little deeper than most, maybe too deep. He has Kareem Hunt, Cordero Patterson, Amari Cooper, Robert Woods, and Kirk Cousins. So that that's the thing we see sometimes with these auction drafts is you just get a really deep team, but you don't have any of those big horses to start. So you're not getting those huge 30-point weeks from guys. You're getting, you know, 10 or 15 from everyone, which is consistent and nice, but that doesn't win you a league. Yeah, Lynette and I are uh, two guys who were in bidding wars multiple times. I think he stuck me with a couple players and I stuck him with a couple that I don't think either of us wanted. Uh, You say starting too many Eagles is a bad thing, but week one they play Detroit and week one Lynette plays me. Oh. So it might be a bad thing for me that he has too many Eagles starting against Detroit. Uh, Moving on to, all right, probably the team with the lowest grade. That's myself, the fantasy giant. I'm giving myself a D for drunk. I went shopping at the value bin is how I feel when I look at my team. Lots of cheap, cheap players. I feel like I got to steal at almost every pick. I didn't overpay for a single player except maybe Tyreek Hill. And, I mean, maybe you can call this zero rb oh i got Diggs, hill and michael thomas at wide receiver you throw Tua in there at quarterback and then my my bargain running backs josh jacobs Brees hall david montgomery chase edmonds devin singletary it's hard to say with a straight face my best bet right now is Brees hall and drake london as my keepers next year and we're looking uh. good with two young guys with very low investment I got my work cut out for me. I still don't have a tight end, and uh, but I had fun, I guess. Well, that that's the important part, right? Yeah, yeah sure. uh, kind of like I was saying, you know, there, there's not tons of upside with your team. I, I mean, there is, but they're really, really young guys on, you know, not-so-great teams in Brees Hall and uh, Drake London. Um, also, the the established players that you have on your team, Tyreek Hill, Michael Thomas, there's, like, there's really big question marks with them. You know, Tyreek's come to a new offense. He's got two as his quarterback. You've got the stack, so if it works out, you're set. Um, but we haven't seen anything from him yet. Michael Thomas coming back from an injury. We just don't know what we're going to get from him. I've got him in other leagues, too. I'm not necessarily afraid of him. There, there's just question marks there, and that's not necessarily the sort of things you want from your very top guys. Are your grade much better than mine? I gave you a B. I really like your top running backs with Barkley, who I just said was the fantasy MVP, and Aaron Jones. Not sold on your mid running backs, and I think you don't have much depth after uh, Debo when it comes to wide receiver. So I I actually like Brandon Cooks as my second wide receiver. I I think he's sneaky. Um, Like I said earlier, they're going to be throwing the ball a lot. Um, They've got Nico Collins down there, second-year wide receiver, very good. Um, but I, I still think Brandon Cooks is going to lead that wide receiver room by far. Um, so that, and remember in this league, we only have to start one wide receiver. So I also have Debo. Um, I've got Chase Claypool on the bench. The, the other thing that I actually really like about my team is you say you're not crazy about my running backs after Saquon and Aaron Jones. So I've got Clyde Edwards-Alaire, J.K. Dobbins, Daryl Henderson Jr., and Melvin Gordon III. All of those guys play on what should be very good off- offenses this year. Um, and they all have RB2 upside. They all have a path to being an RB2 this year. And, you know, I got four lotto tickets for that. Uh, I'll take that as my flex player every day. So your other move that you were hinting at earlier was you picked up Pat Fryermuth? I did. So you picked up two tight ends today? I did. I, I dropped Kenyon Drake. Um, oh, you, and you dropped Knox. And I also dropped Knox, gotcha. exactly. Okay. Yeah, so I had the stock. Or Damn, the, the Knox? Stack. Yeah. I can't start another bill on my team. Why not? Oh, that's so that's two of the three guys I said I could pick up 
and Njoku and Fryermuth. I need to make a move here at tight end tonight before it's too late. Yeah, I, I was looking at the numbers earlier today, and, you know, Knox, I, I think he he, he kind of hit a ceiling last year. You know, he had a lot of touchdowns. He, he didn't have a lot of yards or targets or anything like that. Fryermuth had more, and David Njoku could possibly have some big plays during the season. So I just think there's more upside there. Um you know, it's a tight end, right? I mean, the the guys we're talking about are, you know, basically touchdown or bust. So, All right, how about Super Bowl or bust when it comes to the legacy? Who are you predicting in the championship game? So in the championship game this year, I have Ben Kedzo going up against our favorite, the cursed one, Brian Corpy. The fantasy behemoth. That's right. So... Brian, you had a great draft this year. Congratulations. You did a real good job. You had two great keepers in Swift and Javante. You rounded out your starting lineup with Patrick Mahomes, Javante Adams, and a new offense, but still a great wide receiver. Mark Andrews, a top tight end from last year. Hollywood Brown, Chris Godwin, and the Ravens defense. Very solid. Bench Tom Brady, which you got late, and I know you love him. I don't know if I love him as much as you do this year. Trade him to me. Um, and also Sky Moore, Russell Gage, Damian Pierce. Hello. And Chris Olave, a lot of upside on that bench. I love it. Great team. All right, my championship prediction is I'm taking uh, well, the team I gave the highest grade to, right? Of course. Ashawn's hair, he's going to be going up against the team known as This Is The Year, Jeff's team. My two Jeffs. Yeah. It's going to be an uphill battle for Jeff. He's got a business to run. Yeah. He's got two kids to raise. He's got a fantasy league to win. But He's excited about the, the the draft. He likes his team. A couple wins early on are going to keep him involved. It's you know more so than the last couple years. Keep him excited. Make those roster moves. Stay up to date. And I think Jeff's going to make a run all the way to the championship. You know when he's sitting there in the middle of the night, feeding his newborn, changing diapers, whatnot. Go on that phone, Jeff. So you see who's out there on waivers. You know, get get some sneaky claims in there. Moving along to the coast to coast league. Not a ton to talk about, so let's just jump into our championship prediction in the Coast to Coast League. I'm predicting a rematch from, what, gosh, three years ago now. Yes. The Fantasy Giant up against the El Scorcho Dynasty. I you love it. me. I mean, that's what the people want to see. If, if they're not going to win their own championship, they want to see you against me. If that's what the people want to see, that's what they're going to get. They're going to get the number one El Scorcho Dynasty versus the Fantasy Giant. It's going to be an amazing matchup, a matchup for the millennium. I can't wait. I'm so excited. I really hope it works out that way. Obviously, there's a few other really good teams in the league, but uh, I mean, we got a damn podcast dedicated to this shit. I think we care more than most teams in the league, so yeah. hopefully it works out for us. But eh, We're a couple of nerds. Yeah, we are. Yeah, that's it. We're moving on to the chopping block. Uh, so let's see. The draft is in the books. We had the auction draft on Yahoo. It was rough. Twenty people in a draft. Is, it was. W- it's would tough. you say it was dicey? Uh, yeah, it was very dicey, and uh, it might be the last year for it. Aww. It was just my phone was buzzing the whole time, and it was nothing but complaints. Is it because we're doing it on Yahoo? I think so. I, I think. I'll, well, I'll put it this way: I don't think Yahoo helps the situation. Okay. But at the same time, Yahoo is the only one that I know of that allows me to make the cuts, retroact them, so that way everyone's there on waivers when we need them to be for bidding. Ah. ESPN, you'd have to like cut them during the games on Monday night. I had to stay up late and like right before the games ended, cut all the players so that they'd be on waivers in time with everybody else. Oh, that's no that's no good. You got a life to live. Yeah, and then you wouldn't see well, 
who was the lowest score last week. Oh, oh there'd be a team with zero. So it just wasn't the best. One funny story about the chopping block draft. I don't think I've shared this with anyone yet. One person showed up to draft live. Oh, that's awesome. All of a sudden, there was someone at the door, and Samantha's like, uh, who's here? I turned around, and there's a Jets jersey at the door. Oh, no. Good old Duncan's like, where is everybody? (laughs) Well, it's a Sunday night at 7 o'clock. Everyone's at home. (laughs) Oh. I have so many leagues, I get them confused. <laughs> so did he stay for the draft? I, I told him he could. He's like, well, I might as well go home. So he went Aww. home, and he jumped in the Zoom for a little bit. All right. And uh, But, yeah, that was fun. But the chopping block is done. It's in the books. Again, all you got to do is not be last place, and your team will survive and advance. If you are last place in this first week, don't worry. You get your entry fee back, so... There is an upside there. Way too early to predict. Teams are obviously going to change every week, but let's do it anyway. If you had to make a prediction for a championship game this year, who are you predicting? Well, I I know you don't like your draft in the Legacy League, so even though you are the fantasy midget in that league, in this league you will be the fantasy giant because I think you are going to make it to the championship game against Mrs. Fink. Who would you cheer for? I, I would cheer for a tie. You would cheer for a tie. <laughs> your best friend versus your wife. You better fucking pick your wife. <laughs> well, we're, it's your podcast, so here it's a tie. <laughs> yeah, well, I'd pick your wife if it was... All right, you guys heard it. He's going to throw the game. Yeah, well... All right, my prediction for the championship game is going to be a former champion, beer and chicken wings, oh. going against a team who's lasted quite some time but never got over the edge, and that's the buzzsaw, Dave McClucky. He's had a couple good runs. I think this year is the year he pushes it all the way to the championship, and him and Jay Clark clash in Week 18 to see who brings home the chopping block. Man, that league is such a crapshoot. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> it, it just is. That's what makes it so fun. It is fun. So we, we can have people in who, you know, with varying levels of skill and fantasy, it, and as long as they somewhat understand um, the dynamics behind it, it's very different, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I just wish, even though there's uh, varying levels of experience in the league, I wish everyone was on an even playing field during the draft, and I'm not sure that's the case with the way Yahoo does it. So yeah. if your team got screwed over because you came and got booted out the room and then all of a sudden got a new player, like, I'm sorry, that really sucks, but not much I can do um, while we're on Yahoo unless we all try to get together, which, you know, I kind of wanted to do this year, and I think the draft would work better early in the summer, like right at the end of July, beginning of August, the first draft you do would be this draft Get everyone together, make it really low-key, really, uh, you know, not so focused on the draft, more focused on the fun, because your team's going to change so much. But Have you thought at all about um, dropping the number of teams? No, I haven't. No? Was it, what, 18? If you go down to, what, like 10 or 8 and just make it two-week matchups? Mm. Yeah, that's a possibility. Or we just say, hey, you're already playing seven leagues, maybe you're only playing six. Yeah, <laughs> that might be a better idea. Yeah. All right, uh, the weekend watch there is one game we'll cover. We'll make sure everyone's watching. That's Thursday, September 8th, the NFL kickoff, as we said. The Buffalo Bills at the Los Angeles Rams for Stafford's championship celebration and ring ceremony. Well, I guess we've already seen his ring. Yeah, it's nice. Other than that, make sure you tune in 
uh, game day morning, and I'll try to release uh, the injury updates from around the NFL, who to watch, and Greg and I will give you the games to watch that day, so make sure you tune in on September 11th, that'll be, right? Yeah. All right, we'll try to release that around noon on uh, every Sunday morning. We'll give you a little the, the preview of the games to watch and make sure uh, you know what players are injured. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Giant Podcast. Good luck to everybody this year in your leagues, and hopefully your draft went better for you than it did for me. Go get them, fellas.